today, I want to, now, I know I took an interruption last week in our series, uh, because I had to bring you that word that the Lord uh, gave to me to share last week. Now, I want to begin to finish, but not today, but <laughs> begin to finish this series we've been in called Last Day's Survival Guide. Everybody ready for this? Okay. Matthew 24 uh, and verse 4, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And so, like I said, we've been preparing our hearts so that uh, what we have discussed much is so that we don't fall away or get distracted by the turmoil in this world in the last days or the even not only the last days because they've been like 2,000 years long, but the days preceding the return of the Lord. A lot of stuff going on. All right. Uh, We don't want to be distracted. We want to be prepared internally. And I want to talk to you even about how we can avoid tragedy, how we personally can stay away from some of the things that Jesus said will come to pass. And what this primarily has to do with And what I want to share with you this week and probably next week as well is being led by the Holy Spirit, okay? We have got to, very, very important, that we exercise and develop within ourselves an ability to hear, to recognize the voice of God. All right, to, 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 to understand the leading of the Spirit of God so we'll know where we should be, where we should not be. We'll know what time to do this and what time not to do something else, okay? And so this is one of the most important elements of the New Testament uh, believer's life, okay? We have quite an advantage over those who live pre-Christ, B.C., all right? Not B.C.E. like the world is trying to change it to now. (laughs) Trying to remove the Christ out of the calendar. Uh, You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Google it. Uh, But those prior to the Lord Jesus, of course, even those who had covenant with God, old covenant, how many know they didn't have the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit in their lives? They didn't have the guide on the inside. They had prophets through the land they had to go to to find out what thus saith the Lord. But now, great advantage that we have is God speaks to you. And he speaks to me. He'll deal with us directly and, and, and help us and warn us at times and keep us safe in this present age. Now, there has always been the need uh, to effectively navigate life in a fallen world. There's been the need to be led, to hear from God, to recognize his, his guidance and direction. However, I believe that this need is even greater in the days that precede the Lord's return. Uh, Now, 
as I read some of these verses in Matthew 24 there, if your belief, your theology, your eschatology, if you will, that's a word, you know, end time events. If that, if you read that and you see that all these things are going to happen after the church is raptured or after we are caught up in the air to meet the Lord in the air and so we don't have to be concerned with that, then you're good anyway, all right? Then, then this is not going to be a problem. However, if there, and I think the case could be made that not only these events are going to happen, but they are already happening, but they're just going to be on the upswing and increase the closer we get to the Lord's return. From that standpoint, it makes sense that we should be on our toes all the time. We should always be ready and listening to the direction of the Lord so that we don't end up in the wrong place. Don't we don't end up caught off guard. Okay? And so... Uh, uh, it could be made, you know, like I said, the case could be made that these things are happening already. How, how many know if you lived in certain parts of the world today, you might be hard to talk you out of the, a belief that you're already living in the tribulation. I mean, we don't think that here, but if you lived in certain parts of the world and you read the book of Revelation, you'd think, oh, wow, this is now. This is happening all around me because it is pretty rough out there. In, 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 in different places. And so being led by the Spirit then is essential. Now, let's go back to the starting point. The beginning of a Spirit-led life, how many know, is walking in the fruit of the Spirit. It really is. How is the Spirit of God going to lead us in our lives from day to day? I tell you, He's going to lead you how to treat people. He's going to lead you to walk in love, to be patient, to be kind, right? To be gentle, to be long-suffering. He's going to lead you to be good, to be faithful, to have self-control, right? And if I'm looking for the Spirit of God, oh, the only time I'm praying for leadership is when I'm putting my money in the stock market. Lord, lead me. Shut up over there. Who's... You know what I'm talking about? In other words, when it comes to interpersonal relationships, we're kind of rude, kind of carnal, kind of very fleshly. Oh, but when we're doing something that matters to us, oh, I'm trusting the Lord to guide me, to speak to me. (laughs) You know, if someone brings a word of correction, oh, we resist that. I'm just looking for direction. (laughs) Same voice will correct that will direct, right? And and, and so we, we need to watch out. Now, that we're not just uh, selfish in the middle of being spirit-led, because He will lead us in this regard. You know, there's a lot said today about how we are not under the law, the law of Moses, right? But how many know what Galatians says about that? It doesn't just say, and you're not under the law. No, it says, the scriptures read in Galatians 5.18, but if you are led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. In other words, it's not law or nothing. Well, they used to be under laws, rules, commandments, and now we're free. Now we have nothing. No, now we have the lawgiver, the spirit of life inside of us to direct us. We're not under some, we're not under the Ten Commandments, we're not under all the, but we are spirit-led. And you'll find a lot of that stuff agrees. 
right? The way he leads us, we end up in the, in the same place, but we have just, of course, a better covenant established upon better promises. And so the qualifier for not being under the law is being led of the spirit. And we got, we, we've got to remember that all the time. Now, since we know the foundation and we know the basis, of course, we could talk for days and weeks and months and stuff about that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about being protected from trouble, from disaster, from hardship, from, uh, from t- trouble around us. Many of you know the, 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 the Psalms and the 91st Psalm reads this way, verse 11 and 12, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone so we have promises this one and many others of protection from harm don't we isn't that good and the one of the angels assignments assignments of the angelic force is to protect us and keep us from harm uh, from physical harm all right. So we should, as believers, be aware of the promises, be knowledgeable of what God has said concerning our protection, and of course take advantage of it. I mean, speak it, declare it, say, I am protected, I am safe and secure, I am helped, I am kept from, from danger and harm in my life. A lot of people live in fear, They're, they live just the opposite of this, they don't have any confidence in the Word of God and, and, and His angelic force to save them from trouble. But that ought not, not be us. We should be knowledgeable of the promises of God. But let's get back now. One of, not the only, but one of the primary ways that the Lord protects us from danger, from tragedy, is by leading us by His Spirit away from it. There is such a thing as being right in the middle of it and protected. You know, being standing in the fire and it's not burning us. Okay? And we absolutely don't minimize that preserving power, that safety of the Lord. But also, everybody say also, we must be conscious of His leading us away from trouble. I can't explain always why it works one way and sometimes another way, other than I do recognize that our relationship with God is, was never intended to be just so rigid where we just follow rules or even principles or even spiritual laws outside of the personal relationship with the one who created everything. So my life is to be you know, handled, lived in connection with the author of life, the Alpha and the the Omega, all right? I am to be in a relationship with Him, and if I recognize that, then even if I don't know why, why can't I go into this situation and just be protected instead of led around the situation? I may not know the answer to that. I may not know why, but I've got to trust Him who does know. And there is a reason. There's a reason even if I don't know what the reason is. And so I trust Him. Sometimes we're going to go right through the fire and be protected in the middle of it. And not a hair of our head will be singed. And sometimes the Lord is going to say, uh, stop, don't go there, don't do that. Well, why? See, here's what we can't do. 
we can't override the leading of the Holy Spirit with a faith confession. I'm not just going to say, well, I don't know why I can't go there. I don't know why I can't do that. I don't know what the problem is with, it, with, with this. Bless God, I just claim Psalm 91. His angels have charge over me. They're protecting me. No, no, watch. I would do that, but if I have a leading from the Lord to do something different, my confession, my stand of faith does not override what He's telling me to do in that situation. All right. How many know when God speaks to you personally, that's just as much God as this is God? His voice is His voice. Now, I don't mean what God speaks to me personally. I'm going to elevate to this in my teaching. I'm not going to go write Bible, Bible 2. You know, because God... You know what I'm talking... I'm saying, you know what I'm saying there? My personal revelation is not necessarily the word to the world. But if God said it to me, it's just as much true as Psalm 91. If He told me, don't go there... Go here. That's just as true as Psalm 91. I hope that makes sense. So I'm not just going to avoid or ignore the leading of the Spirit. Being led by the Spirit and walking by faith go hand in hand. I don't want to separate being led by the Spirit from really anything we talk about. Healing. So I'm just going to confess the Word. Great, I'm going to do that too. I'm going to speak God's word over my life and my body. And I believe life and death are in the power of the tongue. And that's powerful. But I'm also, also going to listen to him. Is he telling me to do something? Is he directing me a certain way? Because that's real for you today. And it's just as much God's word. I don't separate faith for finances from being led by the spirit. Huh? You can give an offering and say good things over your finances and pray right and everything, but then ignore God's leading, and it's not. And you're gonna you're gonna have trouble financially. Everybody with me today? You can talk about that with any area. Now, look over with me at the Book of Acts. Uh, start in the eighth chapter. I want to point out several verses. I want you to uh, have a have a mindset that the early church had when it came to how they conducted their lives. Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 8. And I want to take some of these statements here without going into the context, uh, just for time's sake, so you can see the principle uh, instead of reading all these stories for now. All right, Acts chapter 8 and verse 29. Notice, Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. What did the Spirit say? Go near and overtake this chariot. The Spirit directly spoke to Philip and told him what to do, told him where to go. You see that? All right. Now look at Acts chapter 10. Acts the 10th chapter and the 19th verse. 10, 19. While Peter thought on the vision, of course visions are part of spirit-filled life, the Spirit said to him, 
Behold, three men are seeking you. Arise, therefore, go down and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Do you notice Peter is getting direction. He's finding out what to do, where to go. How, how is he knowing this? The Spirit told him. Now think about that. The Spirit, what? Told him what to do. Say, Peter, why did you go there? Why weren't you here? The Spirit told me to go there. Now, if that language, I know that language can be abused. I've seen it, you know, used in the midst of flakiness. However, however, this is normal for a New Testament believer to have this kind of language in their life. What? The Spirit told me to do that. Why did you go here? The Spirit told me. Now, obviously, be wise with whom you use that language. I think some, you know. But at the same time, is, should we all have that, have that in our lives? Yes, we should. Someone said, I've never had the Spirit speak to me. Well, I would, I would probably differ with you. It's possible you didn't recognize it at the time, and, and there's some development that, tank, that can take place. But the Spirit is speaking to all of us. And we want to be developed and exercised to a point where we can literally say it and be accurate. The Spirit told me to do this. Uh, because it's essential all the time, but even increasing in our day, in the last days. And so the Spirit spoke... To him, told him what to do, told him where to go, told him not to doubt. He said, I've sent them. They are of me. The Spirit told him. Now look at Acts chapter 11. Acts the 11th chapter. Verse 11. 11, 11. At that very moment, three men stood before the house where I was going, having been sent to me from Caesarea. Then the Spirit told me to go with them, doubting nothing. So again, he's recounting the same, same story. The Spirit what told me to go with them. So he repeated it. Peter was very certain about this. This is why I did this. This is why I went there. This is why I talked to them. This is why I preached the gospel to the Gentiles. The Spirit told me to do it. Amen. Now, when the Spirit says, go, how many know you don't have to wonder as to his involvement in what you're doing. Many times people have spent much time, hours and hours praying for the blessing of God to be on their life, their efforts, their their job, their 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 their, their stuff. Oh, I just seek seeking the blessing of God. Well, noble in its desire, noble in its outcome, but how many know if the spirit says go, you're not worried about him blessing it? Because his blessing is automatically attached to what he tells you to do. So more time then ought to be given to developing, to recognizing, to hearing the voice of God than to praying that God will bless what we do. Everybody with me now? Some say, I just need the blessing of God in my life. Why don't you hear from Him and do it? Because then the blessing of God will be there. And you'll go with confidence. I mean... I, I, I've stated this, shared this with you before, but there's there's a point, different points throughout my life, 
and especially throughout this church, where the way I've talked to the Lord is this way. Lord, this is your deal. I'm not going to worry about it because, you know, finding myself getting caught up with stuff and and concerned about different issues and things and not enjoying it. <laughs> I get I come back and it dawns on me, this is the Lord's plan. This is the Lord's work. And so I talk to him that way. I said, Lord, this is your deal. This, If this stands or falls, <laughs> that's no sweat off my back. That's on you. Now, that might sound rude or something. It's my own, my own relationship with God, and you stay out of it. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You just have yours, you know. <laughs> but, but, but here's the deal. See, that is my faith in him in action. It's saying, this is your plan. This is your will. So why in the world would I be so caught up and worried about everything? You know, you make this thing stand. You make it prosper. You make, you make it succeed. Because I didn't think it up. It wasn't my idea. That's a good idea, but it was your idea. I was following you. So let's just keep going. Amen. So this is why it's very important and why we're spending time, extra time, praying and seeking God. When you get the word for you, then it changes everything. When you get just a, you get a direction, you get a, you get a no. I mean, that can be very helpful. Or you get a green light. That can be very helpful. Amen. And so when we live independent of of his leading, we don't have the assurance of his blessing, of his his protection in our lives. But when we get it, we've got it. You ever ever had your plan? You were making plans to do something, to go somewhere. And when you take steps to go that direction, it's just kind of like, oh. There's something inside was, was, was holding you back. I mean, I can remember making tr- plans to go on a particular trip with friends years ago. And it was just a fun day. Just a, not, no big deal. Not, we weren't going into Iraq or anything. You know, or Afghanistan, you know. And we were just going to another state. And I think about it. And I, I can remember at night just thinking, oh, something's not right about this. Something's not right about this. Why? You can't figure it out. You don't know why. But then you make a choice to follow that or not follow it. And we've got to be those that follow that. We follow that leading of the Lord when He's telling us, no, don't do that. Even if we don't know why not to do that. So, like in that situation you're talking about, what happened? Nothing. That's the good news. Here I am. Woo! I didn't die. <laughs> didn't get beat up. Didn't get robbed. Huh? Didn't get didn't break down somewhere. You know, I mean, what what are the possibilities? I don't know. But I know the Lord leads us for a reason. Now, the other side to that is you can slip into the ditch where you start living in fear. And every time you have some little thought, oh, that's the Lord telling me no, and before you know it, you're sitting up in your house. You won't go anywhere because, oh, I can't go, ooh. No, no. This is where you develop a relationship with God and intimacy with the Spirit of God to where you are not living in fear. You're living in confidence and boldness. But you do recognize that from time to time He will direct you and save you from various situations. Look at Acts chapter 13 now. I want to show you a couple more. Acts 13 
Verse 2, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. Verse 4, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit. Sent out by who? The Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit absolutely will speak. He will direct and he will send people out. We've got to have that relationship and that knowledge that he is doing that. Or we might not even pay attention. We might not even take the time to pray and fast to where we can hear that he's speaking. We can hear his voice and recognize that he is sending us out. Amen. And I tell you, whatever time it takes to get one little direction from God that will set you up from years is totally worth it. I mean, if you had to get away and take some time and sacrifice and give up other things, but you met with God and you got some direction from Him, I mean, how many years could you waste guessing? How many years, how much time and money could you waste just trying to guess your way through life? But if you spent time and got direction from Him, man, that's worth more than a million bucks, huh? Look at Acts chapter 16. Acts, the 16th chapter. Now, 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 how many understand this? Go there means don't stay here. If the word to me is go there, then if I stay here, that's dangerous. Well, I don't want to make any moves. I'm just going to stay. I want to stay in a place of safety. If the word is there, here is dangerous. If the word is here, there is dangerous. Everybody listening to me? Because what's going to happen there? I don't know what's going to happen there. But what's going to happen here if I'm supposed to be there? I don't know. Could be bad. So we value the leading of the Spirit of God. We value these words from God to, to direct us how we, should, how we should conduct ourselves. Acts 16, verse 6. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia, uh, Phrygia, and the region of Galatia, uh, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. Think about that. And after, verse 7, after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia. But the Spirit did not permit them. He said, don't go there. And they said, okay, we're going to go over here. And he wouldn't let them go. Would not permit them. Verse 8, so passing by Mysia, they came to a town. They came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And a man from Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, I want you to just consider uh, what's happening here. Didn't the Lord tell us, them, us, to go into all the world? And preach the gospel to every creature? Then why in the world would the Spirit of God tell them not to preach the word in Asia? See, this is the difference between taking a general word to everybody and personally being specifically led as to our part in the overall general plan. Yes, we are to go into all the world and preach to everyone. But I am not supposed to go 
everywhere and preach to everyone personally. I am supposed to be led by the Spirit for my life and be where He leads me. Everybody with me? And if we all do that, how many know the world's taken care of because God can direct? But there are absolutely times when the Spirit of God will tell one individual not to go somewhere, even though what they wanted to do in that somewhere was a good thing. And it was, it was in the big picture, was in the plan of God. Amen. So they so say, well, what, what would have happened to them? These are the questions I asked. What would have happened to them if they said, well, I get this, you know, the spirit, keep, it, it seems like we're not supposed to go there, but, you know, we're supposed to go everywhere. Let's just go. And, we'll, you know, Psalm 91 all over this, bam, bam, bam. We are good. Let's go. I mean, Jesus died for the people in Asia, didn't he? Let's go preach the gospel to them. What would have happened? We don't know what would happen. I mean, it could have been as small as, you know, it was just difficult. It was fruitless ministry. A lot of effort, not, not, not many results. It could have been that they were going to reject their message at that time. And it could have been even more severe, right? It could have been that as soon as they, they got there, <laughs> that was the end of their life. Why? Disaster, hardship, trouble, earthquake, famine, pestilence, persecution that takes them out of, out of, the, out of the game. It could have been a lot of things. We don't have the, we don't have the, the word. Except the Spirit wouldn't let them go there. And then they wanted to go, you know, to the next place. Now, they, uh, they wanted to go to Fergie. And the Spirit, they were forbidden. Well, that's Asia. Uh, they, wanted, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them to go. Well, what's, what's, what's God got against the Bithynians? Maybe He has someone else going there. Maybe he's got a master plan. He wants to move some. Maybe he's already doing something there. And if you go, you're going to mess it up. You're going to get in the way. You're going to be a hindrance even though your desire was to help. So I just want to do what I want to do. Stop that. Say, I want to do whatever the Lord wants me to do. I want to go wherever he wants me to go. And I believe that he will direct me. Amen. He will order my steps aright. He will guide me in the way that I should go. But the bottom of this story here now, they conclude as he had the vision. He didn't go, don't go here, don't go here. And then he had a vision and they concluded by this vision. It's interesting, the leading of the Spirit wasn't even you go to Macedonia. No, but it came in a, in a real unique way. They had a vision of a person saying, come over here and help us. And they concluded because of that vision that must be the Spirit of God leading us to go there. Can you see that all leadings of the Spirit are not all words that say yes and no? They're not all green light, red light. Sometimes they come in different ways and it is only through a person's personal relationship with God and development in spiritual things where they recognize this vision that is the Lord. They concluded that's the Lord telling us to go over there. And in this case, it was a team. It wasn't even just one person. They concluded. Someone shared the vision. 
And they had witness of the Spirit. They pondered. They talked about it. Yeah, God wants us to go to Macedonia. And they went. And there was fruitful ministry. And there was safety. There was protection. Amen. See, this is, whether it's been our experience or not, whether we've walked in this or not, this is the way the Holy Spirit works in the church today. This is how He will work in your life. Say so if someone, oh, I'm not a pastor, I'm not a preacher, that's kind of preacher stuff. No, that's Christian stuff. That's Christian stuff. Whether it's, I'm going to go here and preach, whether I'm gonna go, or, or whether just I'm going to go here and live, I'm going to go here and work, I'm going to travel down this road, huh? I'm going to vacation over here. We live with the Spirit of God 24-7. We should always be paying attention. Do I need to be hypersensitive of fear of danger? No, no. Just enjoy life. Enjoy your relationship with God. Be a blessing wherever you go. But always be in communion with the Spirit. And take times of dedicated prayer. Times of dedicated listening. Time So that you can, can increase your level of uh, sensitivity throughout life. So we're going along and there's like, man, I'm not supposed to go there. I'm not supposed to be a part of that. I'm not, not man, this is God's all over this. You just know. Amen. Now we could spend a lot of time talking about a lot of the details of this, but I want to stir you up today. I want to get you to get, I want you to be thinking along these lines. Okay. Because we live in the days preceding the return of the Lord. There are some dangers out there to avoid. We don't have to worry about them. We don't have to live in fear at all. We can live in confidence. Walk with Him. And He'll direct your step, your steps and order your paths aright. Amen. Father, today we're thankful for You, for what You're saying to us, for how You're helping us, for the way that You're leading us in the Spirit. Lord, we just believe now that our lives are a part of your master plan. That every one of us have a part to play in these last days. And I know the world is difficult. And the enemy is out to take people out early. But we'll be protected. We trust you to save us. We, pr- we trust you to protect us and help us. We believe in the angelic force that keeps us from dashing our foot against the stone Father we also believe that your spirit is leading us directing our steps and ordering our our paths so thank you for ministering to us helping us guiding us in the way we should go we're developing we're developing spiritually more and more so we'll recognize what you're saying to us Lord we're so thankful for this today we give you all the glory I thank you for the move of the spirit amongst the the church here today oh helping directing healing guiding Lord you're with us we listen to your voice oh we pay attention to what you say we treasure and value every word from you for wonderful things thank you Lord and great days lie before us thank you Lord for working in us today Jesus' mighty and precious name. Thank you, Lord.